Batman are not onto us yet. They're onto, <laughs> they're onto America, boy. And if they come for us, yeah, I'm kind of straight to Nige. Hmm. There's no beef out there in Shuri Larry, boy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was only going to Nigeria again. Again? So well, have you been to Nigeria? Yeah, 2011, man. First and Will last. Will you go back? <laughs> First and last. First and last. There, oh, God, I didn't know Gabs was on my page. What? What's it do? Yeah, I don't rave. I'm not what interested. Am I gonna do? It's not about rave. Yeah, it's not I'm about not, raving, I'm not though. interested in Nigeria. There's nothing for me there. There's nothing for me there. Yeah, I have, but there's nothing for me there. What's it? There's nothing for me there. What do you do with the family? You can't There's nothing for me there. I'm not interested. I'm even banging my head against my mic. It's your home. Yeah, God bless my home. How many times are you at home in this country? You live in the studio. How many times are you at home? People were the rave, it's raving. Yeah, they were the rave. All right, festivals, side, festivals. So why does everyone go in December? Because it's family. It's, 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 it's they say home is where the heart is. My heart is here, and I can feel it. I've, it's a, it's a spiritual saying. thing, man. Bro, you want to go see family? How many times did they call you? How many times did they text you, bro? You want to family that you? Everyone's different. Yeah, obviously not me personally. Yeah. But more time, people skin family. How many times are they getting no phone calls from these family, family members? Man. There's nothing. These family yeah. members, Auntie Bukola is not calling them. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, bro, there's, not, there's <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing for me there, bro. There's when nothing for me there. Have, 20, 20, um, uh, sorry, not 20, 2005. Wow, that's a long time that's ago. Long 2005. Time. What's he going to do there? What am I going to so do there? My, my wife loves Nigeria. But she never. Anytime she goes there, somehow she'll fall sick. She'll have really? it's malaria or this one or that one or wow. this one or that one. The last time she came back and she had um, the up to this day they can't tell her what it was. But wow. yeah, like her knee just she came back wow. from night. Her knee just started swelling up. See? And they said something about bro. reactive arthritis at X Y Z. And we were we were to be fair, we were meant to go last year. I was not on it because mm-hmm. um, one of my wife's Why friends was getting married. One of my wife's friends was getting married. Um, actually, not last year. The year before that was before Tahila came. And then and then my wife got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Praise God. <laughs> her mom you said go you're not. Go- her, mom, her mom said you're not going anywhere. No, she hasn't been her since two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> and her mom was the one that was egging us to go, but she hasn't been since two thousand and seventeen. She wants to go. The, I, I've, 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 I've said this. What are we gonna do? I've said this. What the only way I'm going to Nigeria. What are we going to do with the grammars? What are we going to do? Bro, it's family. I'm only going to Nigeria if I get a speaking engagement. <laughs> <laughs> so what? If, if, wow. you, if your family member gets married in Nigeria, you won't go. Bro, that's the only reason why I went to Nigeria. My sister got married. My sister who lives here travelled all the way to Nigeria to get married. That's the only reason why I went. Why did she do I, that? Your husband's in Nigeria. Nigeria. Does she live there now? Yeah, why not? Why not? Live life. Me, me, I'd rather go butlet. Dubai's overrated. <laughs> what are you guys planning to? What are you guys planning to tell me? <laughs> yeah, you know, guys, is on a different. I don't mind. I'll go to Dubai. I'll go <laughs> to America. No, 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 man. But what are we gonna nah, do man. there, bro? You screw. What can't you do? What can't you do there, fam? Bro, Tell me what you can't do that you can do in all these places in Butlet. Bro, you, 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 you can be a bit more comfortable. You can eat food and not worry about the fact that. The the, the, so you the know, there's some dodgy put stuff in here in Domi noodles. Why am I worried about that? When everybody. I went, yeah, when did. I went to Nigeria last, I was meant. To, I was there for 15 days. Ten of those days, I was struck down by stomach bug. See? I ate out. See? I ate out twice. I ate out twice. This happens though. No, no. I, it doesn't. Bro, it's not yeah, normal life. I ate out twice. I ate out twice. Yeah, but did you eat the street food? And both of the time, 
no, no I went to restaurants. The first time I went to Mr. Biggs, and the second time I went to a Chinese restaurant. No. Actually, when I went to Ghana, I got a stomach bug. Yeah, it does. It does happen. It's No, but do you know what? It's not even that. It's because they don't store their food properly. Yeah. Because of like Mr. Biggs cuts out. They don't have fridges when the electric cuts out. Mr. Biggs, I'm eating a chicken burger. The tomato was tangy. Oh, so it's off. It was never, off. When I go now, you know, I like, never have no problem. My health is good. I'm, I'm easy. Bro, it's like, that's because you're a son of the bro. soil, bro. I almost got robbed on what day two. I almost got robbed on day two. Really? On why day two, I've been in Nigeria by area boys. I said, I'm not why doing this. Why are you out there? Bro, when you go to the market, how... Who's Bro, we just went to eat, bro. We went to eat. Come out Go to a shopping market. Come out. Come out. Walking down the road, the man just started following me. Why are you following me, wow. bro? That happened. That you know exact same thing happened to me and my bro. Do you know what? We, we, we were with the people, we were with my dad's best friend, his wife, and their kids, and we're getting moved to. These these people are the children of the soil, and we're getting moved to while we're around people, indigenous people of the land. Bro, I'm not going to Nudge unless the Lord speaks to me. And changes with, my mind. With an audible voice. And says, not even <laughs> an audible voice. I'll just know that I know that, okay, Niger's for me. And I pattern it. But I don't have no... I see people going to Niger and Ghana for Christmas. In fact, let me be honest. I've said that I'd rather go to Ghana than before I go to Niger. That's yeah. amazing. That's I hate that though. I wonder, but Ghanaians are calm. Ghana is more JJ no, than Niger. Ghana is more JJ than Niger. No, 100%. You're not thinking about armed robbers in Ghana. Word. You can walk on the street yeah, at night know, and it's safe. safe like, no, <laughs> that's true. I know Ghanaians, but man, stuff happens out there. You just don't hear about it. It's true. No way it's safe. Not like Nigeria. Nigeria. Nigerians are not like going out at night. Even Nigerians this guy's a patchy, bro. They should give you your uh, Nigerian passport, bro, <laughs> for free. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, 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 I would say go back in it when you kind of just experience it differently to what you, how you experienced it before. I hear that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm open. But how I'm often just, do you go? I go every, I go every year. Every okay, that's good. And you enjoy I it. it? I love it. I enjoy it. Innit? What do you do? I just me, I chill, I see family, I see friends. Shawama and Shisha. Shawama. It's relaxing, I'm, I'm home, like, I'm just chilling. Isn't it? Were okay. you born there? I wasn't born there, I was born there. Okay. All right, we're back with another episode. This is the Real Talk, Real Walk family. Oh, that was yeah. a little Banks intro for you. <laughs> <laughs> we got myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And we have a lovely celebrity in the house. Oh, yes. So not We a have a powerhouse. We have a mm. dangerous woman mm. coming all the way from Dubai, Manchester. Oh, yes. To come to give us them gems, the inspiration, <laughs> the wisdom. <laughs> she looks so bored. Guys, we I'm from the, East London. We have the amazing <laughs> Jocelyn. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. I'm from East London, not Dubai or Manchester. I, <laughs> I'm the co-founder of Afrocentrics, and we formulate and manufacture natural products for Afro hair. Excellent. Now, before we obviously get into that, we're just going to do a little icebreaker so that you can feel a little comfortable, even though you do feel comfortable after that Nigerian chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to ask you 10 questions, quick 10 fire questions. Okay. Right, you ready? Sure. South London or North London? North London. Why is that? 100%. I what? can't stand South London. Sorry. Sorry, South London. And sorry. Cause, sorry. Why? I lived Why? in South London for four years and those trains messed me up. And I just don't understand the geography of South. Like the Geography of going South? Going from wow. South East to South West is like just it's wild. True. It's, true. it's crazy. Mm. 
Yeah, what about you, man? You're known for yourself. What do you prefer? I don't know, man. There's there's certain parts of North that are all right. To be fair, I have to give it to because South is, South is just rough everywhere, man. Yeah, South is but rough. But gentrification, man. Peckham's not the same. True. Brixton is still the same. Mm-hmm. As much as they try and change. No, Brixton, Brixton changing, bro, man. Oh, bro. <laughs> Brixton changing, nigga. Brixton, um... that they the same mad people that <laughs> that <laughs> I saw when I was growing up in secondary school, linking girls in Brixton are the same mad people that are there <laughs> that. today. Right. right, small church or big church? Small church. Any reason why? I think I like intimacy. I I'm of I can be an intense person mm. when it comes to um, like I don't like chit chat. I like to get deep. I like to know people well. You like your space getting invaded because with small churches, everyone knows you're there. Um, mm. Well, it depends how small. Right. Well, what's small? small well, like small. thirty people. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Maybe that's tiny. So yeah, smaller. Like hundred. Hundred. Yeah, hundred people is cool. Yeah. Yeah, hundred people. Yeah. That's so everyone cool. know your business. They know where you've been last I don't night mind. and all the stuff. I you have do. no dirt to hide. Oh, sorry. Mm. I want perfection. <laughs> no, I'm not perfectionist. I want sinless. <laughs> Do you know, I'm a very open person. Yeah, no, I respect so. it. I respect it. New Testament or Old Testament? Old Testament. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac, because that's what my husband would say. <laughs> Bali or Dubai? Bali, definitely. Have you been to both? No, I've been to Dubai. And you still prefer Bali? I've been to Dubai and I, I liked my experience because I, I have a, I have a friend who I had a friend who lived out there, stayed mm. with her family. Mm. Um, but Dubai's too manufactured for me. Yeah. Uh, nothing's authentic. Mm-hmm. And the only way I'd go back there is if I had a business meeting or if someone was getting married and it was my close friend. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm not going there for holiday. It's not a country, it's actually a city. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that would have not for me, but <laughs> um, 8 to 4 shift or 10 to 6 10 to 6 Sunday service or midweek Sunday why don't nobody rate Bible study or midweek <laughs> services E-man before I come to Joyce why don't nobody rate midweek because I feel like we, we've done this with Aura she said the same thing Joyce is saying the same thing why don't Noah rate midweek bro so, <laughs> people don't <laughs> want to get real on. with themselves that's the real the real riders the real church riders the mid- they come, come to the midweek, midweek. they're the real but you know, I think midweek is important, but it needs to be. I feel like it needs to be more personal. Is Bible study in the mid midweek? Mm-hmm. It's like we need to be talking about what's going on in your life, how we can be praying for each other, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But you can do that any other day of the week. You can. You can link but up. Honestly, can... my mind doesn't want to focus on the Bible study in the week. I'm honest I admire the honesty we love the honesty honesty. I love the scriptures but I actually just want to get to know people more I respect that you're for the people man Mm -hmm. you're like me I respect it I think the people are so interesting we're complex interesting we are that doesn't even sound positive no but you're trying to say they're tweets no 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 I mean like what drives people is very interesting like some people are driven by You know, their parents' negativity. Some people are driven by their parents' positivity. Some Mm. people are driven by their failure. Some people are driven by their trauma. But you won't know that if you don't listen and ask the right questions. Yeah, for real, for real. All right, two more. Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. EOT or Boohoo? None. Oh, my days. I hate those shots. Person is not rating the EOT or Boohoo thing. We hear that. All right. We're going to get into it, man. So, obviously, today we're going to be talking about the highs and lows in business. Mm-hmm. And I think it's obviously it's quite important, especially like for yourself, Joyce. Obviously, we'll go into it. Like you've been doing your business for how long? E-Man's also got his business as well. 
So it'll be interesting to obviously hear like the highs and lows, especially more so the lows, because obviously mm-hmm. I think everybody talks about the highs. Mm-hmm. You see the highs all over social media. Yep. You see the highs all over the papers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's obviously important to like to really talk about the lows. So like to obviously for for yourself, Jason, what sort of like challenges did you face, especially when starting your business? I mean, I know it was probably a long time ago, but and obviously now your business is all glitz and glamour. But for you, like, no, in, it's not. <laughs> in, in starting the business, like, what would you say is like big challenges? If if you're happy to really like open up, um, I would say cha- one of the challenges is money, um, because we are a product based business, so we have to have capital to fund making the product. Um, that that was a big thing. Uh, another challenge was when I first. So the business has been going for about 10 years, but the first six years, it was kind of like side hustle, part-time thing. Um, And I quit my job in 2016. And when I first quit, my um, business partner went on maternity leave. So it was just me at home doing a lot of stuff and it became quite lonely. Um, And I'm somebody who enjoys working in a team. Like I'm not that person who will be a freelancer working in a coffee shop all day. I just need to be like around a no team. So, no, 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 no. People, who, people who are like extremely introverted enjoy things like that. Mm-hmm. But you need to know yourself. Like, and I know that I'm not a work from home Monday to Friday, nine to five person. Gab's not. So that was hard. Cough, cough. Gab's <coughs> what? Hmm? <laughs> would you get a job working full time from home? Of course he would. Absolutely. Of course he would. <laughs> you know, I'm a then he'll be doing commentary home. on people's YouTube videos <laughs> and critiquing. Oh, Bruv, you should start true. a YouTube channel. Bruv, you should start a YouTube channel because you, you, you love to use your Insta to be critiquing. Guys, have you watched, <laughs> have you watched uh, Nella Rose's video today? It's true. Look, it's, it, there was banter and at, this, at, at 3 minutes 56 seconds, <laughs> you can hear the... The editing so, change. <laughs> Shout out my dog, Nella Rose. Nah, Shout out my dog, Adiola Patron. That's I, I another one of my dogs. Still. Them two are my dogs for the YouTube. I've program. only been watching Nella for like the what past month. What does Nella Rose do? She does like... Where? She's just, a, yeah, she's, she's YouTuber, just a YouTuber, it? but she like oh, she, she brings in her friends a lot. Uh, um, I, I'm, I've not watched her from the beginning, but... Mm. Yeah, man. I, her content is funny. Yeah, I, I just oh, find okay. her, she's really funny. Nella Rose. She's okay. really funny. Yeah. You've never heard of her, Joyce? Never. Wow, you're so you're, so, you're so successful that you don't even know people at the bottom. No, I don't. hear that, man. <laughs> no, I people at the bottom. Yeah, no, no, she, no, yeah, no. She's you know, I'm still. just very like I just stick to what I know on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah I hear that. So who, so who do you, who, who do you watch on YouTube? It depends what I want. If I'm looking for like makeup tips, because I quite like makeup and beauty stuff, then Jackie Aina. She's okay. like the OG. Yeah. Um, I started watching Patricia Bright again, but she's got a new channel talking about money. money yeah, yeah, yeah. That channel, I'm all for it. But all of these cool videos, no. What um, videos? Oh, I spent two hundred pounds in this shop and I try everything on. Yeah, and you're, not, you're not really you're not really interested in that sort of stuff. Are you? No, because it just makes me want to buy things that I don't need. What the lookbook <laughs> um, things? And yeah, stuff like and I that. watch TV shows on YouTube. Okay. So Nigerian ones. Okay. So I really like Skinny Girl in Transit. I don't know if you okay, watched that. Okay, yeah, yeah. My wife watches and that. And MTV Sugar. Okay. Um, that was based in Nigeria, but it's really good because the production is good, the acting is good, um, and the storyline is good. I watched it when uh, Dorcas was in it. I don't know if she's still in it. Oh, the actress. What, MTV Sugar? Yeah. The, um, yeah, Dorcas. Um, Nigerian girl, yeah. The Nigerian girl mm. that, from London. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember her. Days, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if she's still in it. I don't. No, think she's she not in it. She's not yeah. in the last season. No. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, let's go back in the business. Obviously, one of the things you mentioned was quitting your job, yeah? Mm-hmm. And this is like one of my bugbears. Like, <laughs> one of my bugbears, is that the right terminology? Bugbears yeah. or is it pain of life? Pet peeves. Pet peeves, yeah, that's pet what peeves, I'm that's for. it, yeah. One of my pet peeves is when people quit their day job and to start a side hustle. Like, it annoys me. Not too much. It doesn't annoy me too much. I've got bigger pet peeves. But it's one <laughs> of my pet peeves because I believe that people should have sufficient income from their side hustle or their business before leaving their job. What I hate, what I dislike is like rappers, for example. You have one song on Spotify <laughs> and you're tell- you've handed in your resignation to go and pursue that career, but mm-hmm. you've only got one song on Spotify and that's not making you no money. Your, mm-hmm. your income is not sufficient enough, neither will it sustain you in order for you to, you know, continue doing what you're doing. But no, people decide to obviously quit their job. Somebody's going to say to me, but Gabs, I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about my business. And passion is amazing. I just don't think British guests respect your passion. <laughs> neither does cancel tax. Cancel mm-hmm. tax respect. You see, every month, yeah, I have to pay cancel tax, you know. Mm. every month I've got to pay the mortgage mm-hmm. mm. every month I've got to pay t- Thames World do I pay them monthly or quarterly I don't know but I'm paying bills do you know what I mean mm. I can't just oh yeah let me just quit my job because me and E-Man are successful in the podcast you must be kidding let's just become podcasters full time <laughs> <laughs> because we're getting so many plays let's be podcast full time mm. do you know what I mean mm. I definitely think there needs to be like your business needs to be making some sort of sufficient income in order for people to continue no in order for people to live the lifestyle that they want to live rather than just, like, jump out of your job and then pursue a career. Mm. And then eight months down the line, you're not going to come back into work. And even that might even be a struggle for one to do so. So, like, for you for you personally, what was the process, like, from 2010 to 2016 in terms of, like, finding a balance between mm. working nine to five but also trying to pursue a business? Because, obviously, right now, we've got loads of people, Christians, non-Christians, but let's just obviously focus on Christians. Uh, we've got loads of Christians that work 9 to 5, but they also want to pursue something on the side. So it could be podcasting, blogging, um, directing music videos, starting a business of some sort. Um, so for you, what was, what's, the, what's the balance like between 2010 and 2016? Um, so I worked full-time while running the business as a... It wasn't... Yeah, it was a side hustle thing, actually. Um, that was really hard to do it was easier when I was single because it was just me yeah, I, can, well, I had so much if you finish work at five you have a lot of time you mm-hmm. have like six hours every day that you can do stuff with um, even including your commute there's stuff you can do in commute mm-hmm. that's a lot of time you six times five that's 30 hours a week that's mm-hmm. basically a part time almost full time job that you have that you can use to pursue what you want to do on the side so um, I was able to do a lot of stuff in the evenings. Um, my business partner would come over to my house or I would go over to her house um, and would just... Look. I remember we just used to make like six bottles of one of our products in one evening. Now that's silly now because six bottles is nothing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I got married, I was still doing stuff in the evening, but I wasn't doing as much. And the numbers really spoke for that because... In the first year of marriage, because I got married and then Rachel got married about eight months after me, we made in that year that we got married what we now make in a week. Oh, wow. Um, because wow. we weren't putting, we weren't putting in the effort um, because it was a huge transition going yeah, from being single yeah. to being married, yeah. working full-time, coming home, having to take care of a home, paying bills and all of that. Mm. Just running a household is really, like that's a job. So... Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think if you really care about something, you'll find the time to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I I think it's a chicken and egg situation. Do you quit your job so that you can put any effort so that it becomes successful or do you wait for it to become successful and make enough money and then quit yeah. your job? It depends on what the business is. I think it might depend on like one's work rate as well and one's work ethic. Mm-hmm. I think if one's willing to like proper put the work in, then yeah, you can quit your job and obviously like, I don't know, give it two months or so and mm-hmm. see how you get on over that two months and that could mm-hmm. determine where you might go within the next eight months or so. Mm-hmm. Or you can transition like I did. So I worked part-time before mm-hmm. I fully quit. So yeah. mm-hmm. It's times mm-hmm. and seasons as well, bro, mm-hmm. because you can work hard for two months, but that doesn't mean that you're going to blow. Like, let's sure. say, for example, if I'm, I want to become a YouTuber, I can, I can do the content, I could do the nice editing, mm-hmm. I could do the nice promotion. That does not mean that in the next two months or in the next six months mm-hmm. that people are going to notice what I'm doing. Yeah, so... True. Yeah, some it, it, especially as things like online stuff, technology, whatever, um, even products as well. It is mm-hmm. it's time and season. Like sometimes for some people with um, some people that have started up like um, restaurants or whatever. Like sometimes maybe a celebrity will hear about it, pop in, put it on Instagram, and that's how everything blows up. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing this for two years and mm-hmm. no one's known about them. Yeah. But they've been putting the work in. Yeah. So it's very, like, it's definitely the chicken and egg situation. Like, there's no, I, I will never tell somebody there's one way to do it because this world, if, any, if this world has shown us anything, is that there's not one way to make it or there's not one way to be successful in your field. Mm-hmm. There's so many, there's a, so many different ways. So, and it's not, it's not formulaic as well. There's principles, but I can't say A plus B will equal C. Mm. Yeah. Like some, like there's some people who've gone viral and based on their viral success have been able to build, you know, amazing businesses. There's some people who have gone viral. Mm. Where are they today? Mm. True. So True. look at, for example, Ferdy, mm. the guy, um, why are you coming <laughs> fast? Where's he now? One, two music videos. Where is he? But he's not an artist, though. He didn't sign up for this. He didn't. He didn't. It was by accident. But he could He could have monopolized on something. Let's say... He could because he's not an artist. He hasn't got the ability to do music. No, but it's not even about music. The video was him fixing someone's car. Mm. If he had now gone to maybe RAC... Yeah. And, <laughs> and said he wants to be an actor. Yeah. Do you not think that they will... Think, remember that had the old rate, Halifax you adverts. Need, bro, you need to rate actors, bro. No, I'm being serious. You remember... You just turn nah. to a company and say, I want to act for you. <laughs> you when, you've got that cl- when you've got that clout, companies will be like, yeah, that's a familiar face. People are going to like it. Oh, like, okay. for example, remember Halifax, they used to have that blackboard man that used to be in the adverts. I don't oh, know yeah, if you yeah. used to, yeah, I to remember, but Halifax, they used to have this, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. he used to do was just singing and funny dancing, but the, all the mm. Halifax adverts for mm. a couple years, it was just him. Mm. Like, we didn't see him on TV programs, but mm. when you've got something working for you, you can use it to your ability. Mm-hmm. Like, some of these ladies that get some viral clout off thing, like, the next minute they become MUAs or the next minute they're mm-hmm. just testing out people's makeup products mm-hmm. and then from there they touch yeah. influencer status and they make it. Yeah. So it's, but there's see, not one set those, way. You see with those people, those people are made for it though. Like MUAs, YouTubers, they're actually made for this influence. Like the influencer, <laughs> the influencer status is the next stage for them. They start as MUAs or they start as YouTubers yeah. and they blow, blow, blow and they pro- it's a natural progression to yeah. become an influencer. Because of their following. 
Whereas what Ferdy did, the natural progression was not for him to become a, a brand ambassador because mm. my guy was literally just fixing a man's car. <laughs> yeah, but also... When he could have capitalised. I agree, he yeah. could have capitalised. But he hasn't, he hasn't got the mindset to capitalise. Whereas if you start a business, you've naturally got the mindset that this is where I want to be, this is what I want to get to. Yeah, but there's but there's been... I'm trying to think of some people who've gone viral who've actually taken advantage of it and, you Osh, know... Osh went viral from social media... He went where, where is he now, though? He's still doing music, bro. Yeah, he's still doing he's music. He's not getting plays, though. Yeah, he's not getting plays. That's that's. This is what I'm talking about. Like, it's not just. I get what you're trying to say about the natural progression thing, but it's not just like, for example, Patricia Bright. Like, she was just doing lookbooks. Mm. Like for her, I don't know. Obviously, she just wants to show people that look. This is my passion. I like mm. fashion. I mm-hmm. like empowering women. Mm. But. She does now. She does so much more than just lookbooks and stuff mm, like that. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? She has this um, finance page now. Mm. She's doing property with her husband. Mm, She's doing mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. Mm. Like, yes, there's natural progression, but sometimes when you blow, it opens other opens doors. doors. And if you're yeah. wise, or if you've got the right people around you, yeah. Yeah, you can then build something yeah. that will help you sustain not just uh, the MUA stuff. Because listen, MUAs, like, it, it's great, but it, you get capped at a certain place. Mm. Kim Kardashian and her sisters, they do the makeup, they make makeup stuff, but that's not the only thing that's making them what they're worth. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They have to go yeah. into fashion, they have to go into X, Y, Z. So, yeah, you when you get, when you, get there, mm. it's not just, oh, natural progression. Sometimes it's wisdom to go, hmm, is this the only thing that's going to keep me where I am today yeah, or to help me get to the next level? Mm. So. Yeah. No, I yeah. hear that. Um, all right, Joe, so obviously going back to um, what you do, obviously Afrocentrics, um, what is the brand? What does the brand do? Obviously, um, tell us like, what exactly what you do and why you do it. Okay, so let me start with the story. So when I was in university, I had traction alopecia, which is hair loss caused by poor styling, like tight weaves, tight braids. And, <laughs> bless you. Um, and my hair broke, so I was just like, let me find something to grow about my hair. So I started doing research, found natural products, natural oils helped to the best. And I made some oils. I had extra, so I gave it to my friend who mm. was like one of the other black girls in halls. And she used it on her skin because she just used it on her skin even though it was a hair product. And she was like surprised and happy that she wasn't allergic to it because everything she uses, she gets prescribed from the doctor because she has eczema and had it since she was a child. Um, and then... She was like, you should make this for more people like us, like who have hair loss or people who have sensitive skin like me. And I was like, I didn't come to uni to start a business. Um, um, she what was were like, you studying I, in uni, by the way? I was doing sociology and okay, she was wow, doing law. Okay, okay. Nothing to do with business. Wow. No economics, no business admin. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, she was like, I'll do it with you. Let's do this um, together. Let's... So we just did. We put in like £50 each of our student loan and we mm-hmm. bought some oils, we mixed them. And then her auntie had a like community show in Neasden in northwest London. Mm-hmm. So we took these 50 hair oils um, to this show and people were interested. And we made a landing page, just like a one-page website mm-hmm. that just had, hi, we're Afrocentrics and an email address. Mm-hmm. And then people were emailing saying, oh, we want a little bit more of this oil. Um, so we just thought, okay, cool. And we expanded the range to two other products. There were three in total. 
at the time, those products were like awful. Like they, the oil and the water wasn't mixing. It was like the oil was wow, sitting okay, at the top. Ones there, yeah, but yeah. when you shook it and sprayed it on your hair, it made a difference. <laughs> um, but yeah, they weren't well formulated, but they mm. worked and they were making a difference to our customers. So we just kept making them better. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah. And that's really like um, the reason why you started off the business. Yeah, so the the reason why we do it is because there's just a, there's a lot of Afro hair products on the market, um, and there's brands coming up all the time. There's a lot of natural products on the market, but not very many are combining the two. And for us, health is really important. A lot of the stuff that is marketed towards black women contains harmful ingredients that mm. cause things like fibroids, fertility issues, respiratory mm. issues. There's a lot of health issues within like the African and Caribbean community that are caused by the products that we use. Mm. This um, is true, man. And it's just sad because even stuff like, you know, fertility issues or just generally issues to do with feminine parts, mm. black women have a high, and Asian women have a higher rate of suffering from those kinds of things like PCOS, endometriosis, mm. fibroids. And a lot of it is because of diet, but it's mm. also because of the chemicals in our products. Yeah. Um, and the industry, the Afro hair industry is run by Asian men who are like, anti-black and do not care about black people. They just care about our coins. Like they're manufacturing these products in the US. Oh, oh, and white men as well. There's like a brand called African Pride and they have loads of different brands. It's all run by a white man. Middle class white man. It's called African Pride. African Pride, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh God. Let me chip in quickly. Keep your point, yeah? Mm -hmm. I'm going to sound very, very ignorant. But is this why PAX, when I go into PAX, (laughs) it's always Asian men? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they hire their own. Thing, like, there's bare African products and it's just always Asian men. Yeah, because it's run by Asian men, yeah. Um, wow. And they have a monopoly on supply chain. Big um, time. So, Big time. Yeah, even one of the guys who does a lot of the distribution for the big American products, he actually in 2018 wanted to buy 50% of our brand and of our mm. product. He was like, I'll buy out your investors. I just want 50%. Because a lot of the products he markets... Mm. are the cheap £5, £7 ones. Mm. Um, and we were like, no, we don't want... We're for us, ownership is really important. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's such a, like, black hair is such a, th- it's such a massive deal mm. for African-Caribbean people. Our hair is such a big deal. Mm. And it's like, we go to the market and, you know, we buy our sweet potato, plantain, blah, 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 from Asian people. <laughs> you get everything from the Asian man. It's like, yeah. why can't we own what we eat? Why Works, can't we yeah. own what we put in our hair? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, the only thing that we still have is like the hairdressers. Like, you never catch Works. me with an Asian man touching my hair. Yeah. It's like, that's the one thing we have. But we're still using their products in <laughs> yeah, our exactly. shops. Mm. So, so, yeah. yeah. Just on like these, obviously, Asian products, Obviously, you've mentioned why it's not necessarily good for like black people. Why do we continuously use these products? Um, I think we're just not educated. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't like I'm not, you know, um, Speak love. This coming is for anyone. I'm not coming yeah. for anyone who uses these products. If you like them, you like them. But I'm generally a health conscious person. Like a lot of food, I don't eat because I'm like I'm not putting those chemicals in my body. Mm. But we're not educated as to what certain products do to us Mm. Um, and also 60% of what you put on your skin is absorbed into your bloodstream so like your skin is porous like Mm. the things you that's why the cream can rub into your skin and it doesn't just sit there and you know roll off your body like Mm. if it was leather Mm -hmm. Um, 
So um, it's really important that you know what you put in your skin. Um, right. If you think about like our great-grandparents, they weren't using all of these concoctions with chemicals true, in them. True. They were just using coconut oil, yeah, just shea butter, yeah, yeah. black soap. They mm. were just using all of that stuff. Um, yeah, you just have to think about the people manufacturing them. They really don't care about our health. They're just mm. caring about, oh yeah, black women spend money on hair. Let's just make them this trash so that they can put it in their skin and it makes us loads of money. Mm. Um, but we really care about our customers. I think that um, I just see like a lot of my aunties, my family suffering from stuff like high blood pressure mm-hmm. and they can't breathe properly. They yeah. get to like 50, 60 and they're popping pills mm-hmm. and I'm like, all of this could be could be avoided. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so um, obviously, with, with the price um, of your products, do you feel at some point that potentially you might do maybe the five pound, six pound stuff? No. Or? No. I, we're quite unapologetic about our pricing. Mm-hmm. So, our Products range from twelve to sixteen pounds, mm-hmm. um, and we products? have had people. I've done some research on you. Oh, actually, some of them are six pounds, the smaller ones. Um, okay, so you <laughs> do have six pounds. Yeah, ones. those bro, are like some the smaller ones. Some of products are forty quid, bro. Yeah, but that's three product. That's three <laughs> products. Yeah, exactly. If you were to buy all the ingredients and mix it yourself, you'd spend more, and also um, you'd spend when you use our products, you spend less time doing your hair, so it actually saves you time, which for me is important, saving time. And it also saves you money because it's like using a face wash that's drying. Mm. If you wash your face with something that dries out your skin, then you have to spend more time making your skin moisturized again. So mm. using toner, putting oil on it, putting moisturizer on it, finding the right moisturizer where if you use a moisturizing face wash, then you have less work to do mm. uh, after you rinse the, moisture, um, the face wash off. So um, if you use good products, if you use a good shampoo, a good conditioner, mm-hmm. it actually just makes your life easier. You're not there crying every time you need to wash your hair because it takes the whole day because nothing's working. My hair's so difficult to manage. I don't believe black hair is difficult to manage. I just think that black women have been sold rubbish product mm. and they're made to think that they are the problem or their hair is the problem. Mm-hmm. So they have hundreds of products in their bathroom and they're like, but my hair is problematic because nothing works. But it w- doesn't work because it's not good. Don't, don't you think that potentially a, a lot of the products that they buy are appealing because they're cheap? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, not all of the black community is has to deal with with poverty or feel like maybe, okay, £16 is a bit too expensive. But when you walk into packs and someone is selling you a large tub of, I don't know, um, some next conditioner and you're like, okay, there's three girls, four girls in a house and we can all share this massive tub. Um, Even though we don't know what's going to happen at the end, we feel like it's going to be, we feel like it's going to help us, but it's actually detrimental to us. Are you trying to do you help with knowing the price that you you sell your your products for? Do you feel like you're also educating women um, in in getting them to understand? Look, like our products are legit. They're ethical. They're beneficial. Even though their price it might be more expensive, but the reason why it's because is because it's going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah. Do you feel like you're educating? the communities that potentially are more likely to buy the, the the stuff from packs that are a couple quid. Definitely. And if you go on our website, you'll see our blog. We upload a new blog every week because mm-hmm. education is a big part of our brand. It's yeah. not just... We're not one of those shouty, shouty brands, as mm-hmm. I would say. We're not like, buy our stuff, buy our stuff. It's amazing, mm-hmm. buy our stuff. It's mm-hmm. more 
Please this retweet onto your timeline. One of my customers, my <laughs> <in your> timeline. <laughs> uh, that's another pet peeve, isn't it? Oh, mm. CEO, do something mm. for me. Yeah, Twitter, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. your brand speak for itself. Mm. So uh, we educate women on how to care for their Afro hair and what they should look for in products and um, how they should be handling their hair because a lot of the problems we have with Afro hair is just bad practices that we have been handed down from mm. our parents. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not just about, here's a great product, I can give you a great product, but if you don't know how to use it properly, right. then it's useless really. Mm, um, so that. it's more about teaching you how to use the product and the fact that you don't need a massive thick cream and you don't need to sleep with conditioner overnight for your hair to be conditioned. Mm. Um, you don't need to spend the whole day washing your hair. Um, just yeah, just educating women on what the importance of ingredients and you know what what does a thick what does xanthan gum mean? It's a thickener. <laughs> so what does? I heard of Yeah. So what are different things? Like what's a silicone, which is found in a lot of products? It just helps the product to sp- spread well, mm-hmm. but it coats your hair so that uh, once you're putting moisture on top, it can't get in. Mm-hmm. But it makes the hair feel nice, which is why a lot of companies use it but it's not great for Afro hair because it stops moisture from getting in yeah so, so what's like the, the benefits of like your products um so our products improve your hair over time and just make your hair like so our tagline is making natural simple mm-hmm. um like I don't have a problem with weaves wigs blah 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 um I love the fact that as black women we can switch up our looks and you know, there's a lot of versatility with Afro hair. Mm-hmm. But the reality is a lot of black women are wearing these wigs and weaves because they think that their own hair isn't nice. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just feel like it's problematic or they've been cursed with bad hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is we're just not taught how to look after Afro hair because of, uh, you know, capitalism, colonialism, that's told African people that they're not beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lighter skin textures and... Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry, lighter skin complexions and straighter hair is more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just trying to, you know, dispel the myth that Afro hair is unmanageable, unattractive or unprofessional. Because that's a big deal as well. A lot of women who feel like they're not going to get jobs mm-hmm. if they don't wear straight hair. Right. But a texture cannot be unprofessional. Right. It's how you wear your hair. Maybe a hairstyle can be unprofessional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. One thing I want to ask is, well, you mentioned earlier about capital... Um, so from the business, like, how is things like investments and stuff, how, what does that aspect of business look like? Because obviously, many Christians have businesses and stuff like that, but not many are in a position where they can acquire funding. Not many mm-hmm. people are in a position mm-hmm. where they can acquire investments. So I think it would be good to, like, talk about that side of business. I think obviously there's, like, laws of non-Christians that are able to go and get investments and stuff like that. But I think for us we're probably not as privy to those sort of things. Um, looking in general, like I remember seeing uh, you was with P. Diddy at one point. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, so, not everybody yeah. gets to meet P. Diddy, do you know what I mean? Yes. So, <laughs> I've even met Jakes, let alone P. Diddy. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, what's, what, what was that like, the whole like P. Diddy move and like investments and all that sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, so we, in 2018, it was a breaking point for the business. So mm. we said that, you know, we've got a really massive vision and for us to achieve this vision, we need money. So we either go hard or go home kind of thing. Mm. Um, so we strategized, we've created a pitch deck and we went out to raise investment. And we initially raised about 60K from black angel investors. So these are like black professionals in the UK who, oh, you know, have made 
like they've basically done really well for themselves in their career mm-hmm. and they want to invest back, and yeah. basically have a little bit of a pension pot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so they put money in, so they have equity. Um, but we overall set out to raise 350k um, and we want to, wanted to use that money for marketing um, to expand our product range um, and we raised in total about 450. Um, so you raised a whole 100k more. Yeah, about 450. Bro, that 350 is even it's out of my reach, bro. <laughs> you raised 450 in how long? So it took us about Almost a year and a half to raise it. So, yeah. That is a magazine. 450k. <laughs> but that's half mm. a mil. But then Virtually. I was meeting guys who were raising millions and like, oh yeah, we closed our round in three months. And I'm like, sorry, it's been like 12 months for me and not one penny is in their account. So, like there's people out there getting serious cash for their businesses that close down the year later. serious cash. If it you is... give me 60k now, I'll get my job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if so. If Spotify Spotify come to me today, bro, yeah. maybe not Spotify, if a gospel Spotify came to me today... You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't take a deal with Spotify? No, no, I'm just saying because obviously Spotify, I have a feeling that Spotify, they don't want to take anything Christian-related. So let me say like... Mm, fair enough. But for, uh, you know, for argument's sake, let's say Spotify... We can make it, bro. We if, Spotify, make it. if Spotify came to us today, E-Man, mm-hmm. yeah, and said, here is 60k each... Oh, you know I'll resign. I'll actually... No, but I'll, I'll, I'll help you negotiate because that's not... 60k, I will sign the thing. <laughs> you? I won't even read it. You yeah, know, but I that will only last you maybe a year, year and a half. Leave him, he will sign it. Me, I'm not signing it. <laughs> what? Yeah. When my mates are collecting half a mil. It's that. true, it's when, true. When people are collecting five mil. I hear that. And now just saying 60k. I hear that. I didn't want to ask. So the guys that were, you know, saying that, oh, we collected a mil, five mil, whatever... Do you feel like you know why and how they were able to get those kinds of investments in sh- in a shorter space of time? Um, so people like to act like it doesn't take hard work to be where they are or they like to act like they're overnight success. There's just actually no such thing as an overnight success. Mm-hmm. Every overnight success took years to get mm-hmm. to an overnight success. So I think those are networks that they created beforehand. A lot okay. of people, like the startup world is very white and very middle class. It's, right. not, it's not black people doing businesses here and there. Trust me, it's upper middle class white men mm-hmm. whose parents have rich friends who mm-hmm. can invest in. So they'll be like, oh, I raised around for my friends and family, 500k. Sorry, I don't know rich people who can give me 500k. What? There's what? no friends and family around. I told you, my mom gave me like 500 pounds. That's friends and family around, <laughs> mm-hmm. not 500k. But that's a lot of the startup world. So really well connected. A lot of people who, you know, how to talk the talk, walk the walk. They pitch in front of investors. They're very impressive. They're smart people. They mm-hmm. go to Oxford, Cambridge, really good unis but they don't know how to execute. So they might be good at what they do, but they don't know how to execute. And I think that's what makes us, like Rachel and I really graft. We work hard. We mm. have a lot of grit. So we're like a Bobo Dolly, punch us down. We get up again. We've been laughed out of the room. I've been told by investors that you ain't going to do nothing with this. You're too small. You're not oh, going to wow. make it. Like you just have to, you know, you have to believe in what you're doing so much because investors will, as I kept saying, laugh. I've had investors saying, you know, what, I like what you're doing, but I don't really know your market, or you know, there isn't the market isn't big enough. Or you so know. when they laugh, when they laugh at you, like, like, even though you you mentioned grit, but 
doesn't it make you feel away? Like, yeah, of course you feel you away. Know? You're human, but I know that there's so much potential. And because I'm in the UK, we're a very tiny country. Like, mm. I'm not trying to build a UK brand. I'm building a global brand. Global brand right. And we already have customers from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's potential. And even like we're doing our growth strategy now and we want to set up like an American office, but mm. just looking at the numbers like, for example, there are more black people in New York than there are in the whole of the UK. My goodness. That's just one state in America. Yeah. Mm. So wow. there's a massive global opportunity. I, I don't see my business as, oh, we're just making products in the UK. It's like there's black women everywhere in the world and mm. all of them need hair products. Mm. As, a, as, a, as a black woman um, that, that is trying to build something on a global level, what would you say has, have been the biggest challenges pertaining to your race and, may, and, and, and maybe your, mm. your, your, your religious your belief though. as a Christian as well? Like, Combine the two as well, so obviously yeah, being Christian, black and yeah, being a Christian. Christian yeah. um, I would say being black is you, one of the challenges is credibility. Okay. A, In what sense? Um, well, because you're, I would say being young, because we started when we were 18, 19. Mm-hmm. So people just don't take you seriously. Like, right. oh, who are you to sell me hair products? I can make this at home. And they used to say, why don't you make it at home then? Why don't you make pizza at home? Why don't you make bread at home? Bread is water, yeast and flour. Mm-hmm. Make it at home. But yeah. bread, you're buying bread every day. <laughs> um, do it at home yourself if you can then. Yeah. Um, so I would say being black is more, uh, is, is, it's not a disadvantage, but it's being black and having a business is hard because of networks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who have businesses, they know people who can get them to where they want to be, but mm-hmm. you have to like start from scratch to build your network. And I think Rachel and I have worked really hard to build a network. Mm-hmm. Um, being a Christian and having a business um, hasn't been challenging. Like I don't think I could run a business if I wasn't a Christian because I think you just have to trust God every stage there's times where you're like god i don't even know how i'm gonna like i've had imposter syndrome a lot like going into work thinking oh my gosh i have no idea what i'm doing and there's these people who i have to manage like what am i doing mm-hmm. um but it it does help because i see uh our staff and my colleagues as people to serve mm-hmm. um i want i want to make their jobs as easy as possible and that's my job to make their job easier as pos- as easy as possible so I don't go in like, I'm the boss, you have to do what I say, go and get me water, go and print this for me. I'm mm-hmm. more like, oh, how can I help you mm-hmm. to make sure that you get your job done? Yeah. If I'm going to the kitchen, I'll be like, do you want me to take your plate? Mm-hmm. If I'm making tea, do you guys want a cup of tea? Like we all, like we set a culture where we serve people. That's good. So yeah, it's not good. like, you know, we're not trying to one-up somebody or mm-hmm. like, and even like a, a gossip culture, we don't allow that. So I always say, if you guys have an issue, you come to us. Mm-hmm. You come to me, you come to Rachel, because we're the ones who can actually make it make a change and make mm-hmm. a difference. If you go and rant to your colleague, you've got it out, but it's not made a difference. Yeah, and it can actually just make the environment a bit icky. And yep. uh, all this, we're all women, isn't it? It's very easy for it to be, Word. I guess, bitchy, should I say. So You know, I think that's really good, man. Especially what you said about serve, because that's exactly what I think, um, as, as Christians, that's exactly what we should be doing. I think mm-hmm. even Jesus himself, like, he came like to serve us, whereas mm-hmm. because of the individual that he is and the character characteristics that he has, you would think he doesn't really need to be doing all the things that he's done for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his element of service for us is amazing. Like mm-hmm. he would Absolutely. he would wash our feet easily mm-hmm. any day of the week. But I think you find 
most people with power or most people in authoritative positions um, probably won't do things like that. Mm-hmm. So like bosses and things like that, they probably won't have that level of humility. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that you're able to have the success that you have, but still have, still carry humility is obviously an amazing thing, especially mm-hmm. for, for a leader. Yeah. Only by God's grace, but I think because one of my personal goals is to create a workplace where people actually want to come to work, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. very yeah. sensitive to creating that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and my personality type, like I can, I can be a lion. I'm very fierce. I'm very cutthroat. I'm very brutal. Mm. And that is useful for some aspects. But when you're dealing with people, like you have to see them as a whole person, not just as someone who comes to work. Yeah, um, so yeah. I, that's what, that's what I, was, I read on my way to work because I'm reading about leadership. I'm reading about how to be a good boss. That's good. Um, because I don't know how to be a good boss. Mm. I don't know how to do certain things and I want to learn. I don't want to lean to my default, mm-hmm. which is to not really care about people's feelings. Yeah. Mm. So one of the one of the biggest things I feel like uh Christian Christians that that own businesses or offer services or products they they battle with or not even just businesses, just like musicians or artists mm-hmm. or whatever mm. is excellence. Mm. and the standard of dropping something that is worthy of being dropped Mm. that will represent what you believe in and what you stand for. And obviously, you you spoke about your journey and your process. And I think for a lot of people, it's how how can I be consistent with my uniqueness and my excellence from the scratch when I don't really have as much money or I don't have as much clout or reputation. How can I, how do I maintain maintain that standard? So what mm. what would your advice be to, to those kind of people? Um, you've just got to be like super scrappy and super resourceful. You don't need to have a lot of money to get things done. Mm-hmm. You just need to work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've just got to work hard. And I think as Christians, you need to do things excellently. Yeah, Like it's not an option. Mm-hmm. Even if you work a job, you should work that job and be the best that you possibly could be. Mm-hmm. So you, as a Christian, you should not be late. You should mm-hmm. not be swearing at work. Mm-hmm. You should not be, <coughs> sorry, gossiping about your work colleagues, complaining about jobs, like it's not my job, blah, 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 blah. You should be the best. And mm-hmm. people shouldn't want to gossip with you at work because you are Absolutely. a Christian. That's good. Um, as a business owner, for us, um, being honest is super important because we know God is watching. Mm-hmm. So not fibbing the numbers, not saying something is a company expense when it isn't, mm-hmm. um, not, working with, <laughs> not working with dodgy um, accountants who can save mm-hmm. you money, but they're not doing things legally. Like you have to go above board and you have to be... Um, just have to be above reproach. Like that, have that one nothing is for to the comp- upcoming accountants. Our <laughs> <laughs> <want> accountants <laughs> that are coming up in the ranks that want to sort out their boys and girls. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, people should have nothing bad to say about you. No complaints. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're sinners and we make mistakes, but your goal should be to to be perfect. I think that's important, man. I think that that spirit of excellence, I think, is definitely important. And it's something that I've learned from my church. Like, within my church, everything that, that the pastor and his his leadership team do has a high level of excellence from, mm-hmm. like, the toilets mm-hmm. down to the stage. Um, like, everything that we do, we, we put a lot of time, energy, resources, and money into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where, like, I adopt and I understand 
doing things with excellence is really, really important. So whether it's like a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever it may be in every sort of business that we may have, just doing it to a high standard because obviously the world are watching us and the world will obviously judge us by, by the output that we're obviously producing. Mm-hmm. So I think if we're producing work of an excellent standard and the world can take us seriously rather than we're always talking about this amazing God, but our fruit shows mm. nothing Word. of the yeah, sort. Like our fruit mm-hmm. is not linked to the person or to the yeah to the person that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. And I think that's why it's it's ever so important that everything we do it needs to be done with excellence. But I think that's yeah. probably where money comes in. I think if a lot of like business people or creatives or whoever or whatever kind of artistic individual out there, if they had financial backing do you think that would increase the chances of us releasing excellent products or services? Yeah, I think money definitely makes a difference. And that's why for me, ownership, like black ownership is important because the more we own, the more we can invest in other people. Yeah. And there's just certain products and services that African and Caribbean people need mm. that are only going to be met if we're the ones doing the businesses. Mm. Um, and yeah, you're right. They could be better products or better services with more money but that comes with like the the excellence of a business is not necessarily about the money it's about the founder mm. and the people who are running that company mm-hmm. and their ethos and their values um, if they have a value of excellency no matter how much money they have or how little money they have they will always make sure whatever they can do they do well yeah it's like as like scripture says like if you're faithful with the little, then you'll be rule over much. Exactly. So I think like, yeah, money is fantastic. Yeah, money is needed. But if you're not faithful with the little, like money is not going to change your discipline. Money is not going to change the way that you you actually handle people or you handle your customers. You've That's got to be something that comes from the leaders, that comes from the founders, mm-hmm. that is ingrained from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So if you can't maintain it now, don't just think just because someone dashes you a whole load of money that you're going to automatically change. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes Christians just feel like all, the only thing that they, they need is money. Um, whereas I feel like what you need now in these starting stages is to be consistent. You mm-hmm. need the discipline. You need the lifestyle. You need the grit, as, mm-hmm. as you've been talking about a lot. Mm-hmm. You lead, really need to have that drive, mm-hmm. you know, when things are good or when well, things like, are... What other characteristics do you think is, is needed in order to have that excellent spirit about you? You need to... You, one, you need, really need to be disciplined. Yeah. Aside from the pa- fact that you need to have a drive and a passion, mm-hmm. you need to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like, even when... Like, you said you were working for two years without getting paid a salary. Yeah. Who does that? Mm. Our generation, you say uh, you're not getting paid for two mm. years. Well, I'm not turning up to work. Mm. I'm not doing X, Y, Z. No, I need to get paid for my time. X, Y. Like this entitlement feeling. Mm. But yeah. when you're building your own thing. Yeah, speak on it. And no, mm. like you have to be prepared for no one to back you. To back you yeah. have to be prepared for no one. To, you have to yeah. be the chief marketer, chief social media. Uh, you have yeah. to do your admin. Yeah. You have to do your books as well. Uh, All these things. You have to do it by yourself. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So uh, I feel like it first starts with you. You being able to say, look, on a day-to-day basis, I wake up at this time, I do X, Y, Z, I have a schedule for the week and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stay motivated, as motivated as possible. And that's why when, where motivation kind of dies, it's that passion that I knew and I know that off the back of this, that black people 
like having this product mm. it's going to be a game changer therefore mm. when I wake up that's what's driving me mm. Sometimes, yeah. that's where when motivation dies your passion can come in and, and feel the rest of the thing but I feel one of the key things is discipline aside from passion and, and commitment mm. so whether whether we're in a good season or bad mm. season I'm still committed to it and I'm not watching the next person mm. everyone else is great inspiration and you know it's good to see people succeed but we're in this like to make sure that we get this right. And the only competition that we're really in is with what we were yesterday. Mm. So I need to do better than I was doing yesterday. Yeah. And as long as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm successful personally. Mm. But. Yeah. And I think it's yeah, what, yeah, that was good. It's, it's very, very, yeah, it's definitely good for sure. I think one of the things that I probably latched on to is that when you're starting, you kind of need to be, you kind of need to do everything yourself. So you need mm. to be the CEO, the CFO, your, your social media manager, you kind of yeah. obviously need to handle everything yourself because you might not necessarily get the support mm-hmm. or get um, the resources. You might not get the people around in order mm-hmm. to do things, certain things for you. Yeah. And I do find that a lot of people, like they do complain that they're not getting the support. A mm-hmm. lot of people have talent, but they ain't got the support. They right. ain't got the resources. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for us to really understand and know that in the beginning, especially then at some stages, we really do have to graft. Like, mm. we really do have to Words. grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people, they're going to tell you no. Like, mm-hmm. some people, they're not, they might not support you. You might not get a retweet from people because yeah. that's just the way it is. But I think <laughs> if we can obviously hit our products and hit our services really, really well and deliver really, really well from the beginning, naturally, mm-hmm. people will draw onto us. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's family, friends, like, even family and friends. Family and friends may not back it. Like, they may it's not true. actually support. And you have they, to be settled in that. You have to yeah. be. They yeah. may just not like your product. Yeah. It's, it's actually true. very simple. Word. They may just not like it. Like, yeah. I may have friends that just don't like the podcast. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so you it's have to respect fair, it. Like. It's true. Um, up until the point where your, your brand or your product or service is at a level where... You don't necessarily need family or friends to proper be like, oh yeah, here's money or mm-hmm. here's this, I'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. Because you might be at a place where your business can speak for itself and it's drawn people into you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to ask that, like, for obviously for yourself, Justin, what was it like in terms of like friends, family supporting you? Were they investing in you? Were they helping you? Were they around your house helping you like make the mm-hmm. products or was it all just you by yourself and your would, partner? Yeah, so I had a business partner. So like we always kept each other going. Um, I, like, I don't know how people run businesses by themselves. Like, I mm. could not do it without her. And mm. even when she went on maternity leave, I was like, on oh, my days, I cannot wait for you to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, with friends, I don't expect my friends to buy my product. Mm. And I stopped expecting them a long time ago because mm-hmm. when I used to, I used to get resentful. Right. Why they use other brands? Why they mm-hmm. use competitor brands? Can't they mm. see that I'm running this business? Mm-hmm. Um, but I stopped. <laughs> I stopped doing that, and I stopped expecting that, and I just became a happier person because of it. That's good. I just want our product to speak for itself. I want people to use it because it makes a difference to them, not because it's run by black people, or, or not just because it's run by black people, or um, it's UK. I want it to be something that makes a difference to them. Um, mm. Like, I don't expect my friends and family to buy the product, but um, I do want their support. I do want them to tell me that, like, they see what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and they they think that it's great or that they're going to show up at an event and help. Like, I've had friends who've worked on market stores with me Mm -hmm. who've come to my house and helped to mix product when it used to be done at my house. Um, and all of that is like that makes a difference. That is that is what support is. You don't even need to give your money; just your time or just your kind words mm-hmm. makes a difference. Yeah. So earlier you um, you were speaking about how um, when you went into 
to business full time that, you know, you had to sit down with your husband and kind of discuss how things were going to work logistically, mm-hmm. financially and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe for maybe for some people in, in marriage that might be at this position, um, what what was that process like? Like how was it, um, you know, was it harsh? Was it a harsh moment in time in, in, in the sense that, you know, things weren't great financially? You know, you kind of, you're not able to go out with friends and you're not able to really, you can't buy the clothes you want to buy or you can't do some of the stuff you want to do because you have mm-hmm. to cut back. Yeah, so um, in 2016, um, well, at the beginning of the year, I had been working for about uh, a year part-time and I already knew even before I got married and I said to my husband that this is what I'm working full-time now but my plan is to go part-time and then to do the business full-time. So mm-hmm. I already had kind of a plan of what I was going to do. Yeah. And then um, I said to him, is it okay if I quit my job and we just live off your salary? Mm-hmm until I can pay myself. Uh, and that period was two years. I didn't plan it for it to be two years. Mm-hmm. I wanted it, wanted it to be sooner. But even during that two years, he did try to get me to apply for jobs. He even helped me with that application, but I didn't get the job. And the job I was applying for was something that I had already done before. I felt mm-hmm. like my skills were suited to that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And I was like, we were both said, maybe it's just not God's will for me mm-hmm. to do something else. But there were frustrating times where it's like, we, we could have bought a house by now or we could have mm-hmm. done... We could have had the nice-to-haves, I guess. Mm -hmm. But we never struggled financially. We never thought how we're going to pay our bills, how we're going to pay our rent. Mm -hmm. We never thought how we're going to eat. It it wasn't a financial struggle. It's just that we couldn't do things that were the Mm nice-to-haves. So, like, the luxury holidays. But we still went on holiday. Mm -hmm. They just weren't luxury. Not that I go on luxury holidays now anyway, but... Um, yeah, it was. You just have to have the right perspective, and I think our generation just wants instant gratification. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to put things off so that later I can enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy to work a bit hard now so that when I'm in my late 30s, 40s, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think oh, we're in a microwavable generation. Um, <laughs> By True. saying that, I think we're, we're in. <laughs> you guys always laugh. <laughs> I love to laugh. Uh, that's my ministry. <laughs> Aside from the yeah, ministry, but yeah. if I say two words, you might start laughing. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I think we're in a microwavable generation where people obviously want everything now. Do you mm. know what I mean, like people mm. ain't really willing to put in that work and obviously wait the the two years, for example, that you obviously had to wait and graft in order mm-hmm. to get the success, the small success that you had at the time. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of we kind of want that now. And if it doesn't come now, if it doesn't come instantly, it's like all right, well, maybe God didn't bless this. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't what I should be doing now, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think it's like it is It is important and it goes back to the whole thing you were saying about grit about work rate about work ethic because I think sometimes we might lack that that level of, of grit and work ethic with what we do mm-hmm. um, because we're, we're chasing we're chasing like we're hungry we're after this we're after that we see what our peers are doing we see mm-hmm. what our friends are doing we see the success that our friends are getting and it's like well I want that Mm-hmm. If, if my friend is earning 60k then what am I doing and I want to be getting out right now do you know what I mean mm-hmm. if if my friend yeah. is getting this amount of views on their YouTube channel then I want that too if, yeah. if, mm-hmm. my, if this person's got this amount of followers on social media then me too I want that now mm-hmm. and I think obviously everyone's walk and everyone's race is completely different mm-hmm. yeah. and it, sometimes we can't obviously watch watch somebody else's race because someone else's race might, might be a lot different to ours we might end up mm-hmm. in the same destination we might end up in the same place but the journey in which we take is going to be a bit 
it's going to be a lot different. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of the sure. time we don't even understand the 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 pains and traumas that people have had to go through. Mm. Yeah. Like mm. when people talk about their stories and they're talking about, you know, so I've heard some women say, you know, I had five miscarriages, I had um, a divorce, I had X Y Z before I got to this point. Mm. But you're seeing uh, this, you know, this amazing. Um, uh, end product yeah end mm. product and you're mm. like oh yeah like sh- she got hair like mm. like that no like people have gone through a process people have lost money people have yeah. had, have have started two businesses and closed both of them down and the mm-hmm. third one worked mm. so mm. at the end of the day like you can't always judge someone by their success mm. like you always have to, I love like that, that's why I love conversations like this because it's just great to hear what you've gone through Mm. Um, and it's great to hear you know from a different perspective because you know my journey's been different I know other people that I know in business their journey has been different as well Mm -hmm. but I did want to ask what are up to date what are some of the successes or the achievements you know that as a that as a business you have Um, I think one of the achievements would be to raise uh, investment Mm -hmm. to raise just under half a million pounds in investment Mm -hmm. To hire a team, I mean, hiring people and having staff is not easy. Mm-hmm. Like, managing people and you're responsible for their livelihood. Like, you see payday very differently mm-hmm. when you have staff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I actually have to pay people and make sure there's enough money in the account to pay them. Yeah, um, I'm proud of that. I think I'm proud of just building something from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken a lot of work, but it's been worth it making a difference to the lives of our customers, like the feedback we get is phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. people saying that they, we've, we've, we've changed, you can change people's lives through products. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Change the way Absolutely. they think about themselves through product, change the way they view their beauty through mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm proud of that. Really Just good. giving women the ability to see that their beauty is also on the beauty scale. It's mm-hmm. not just about light skin, straight hair. It's, you know, there's all types of beauty. Mm-hmm. And black women can be beautiful as well. And, yeah. and so, um, what you, we were talking earlier um, about where, you know, some of the, the, the big chains where your products, we can find your products. So, mm. you wanna, do you want to share? Yes. So, we are in Whole Foods. We're the first Afro hair brand in Whole yeah, Foods. Amazing. Whole Foods. Have you oh, heard wow, of Whole Foods? Wow. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. When you go to Whole Foods and it's expensive, bro. Jeez, yeah, it's, it been, is. it's expensive. So, so Whole Foods is wow. not one of those places where you do your full food no, shop. You just bro. buy one, two things. <laughs> oh yeah, if like anything, that. bro. You got it like that, like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. It's Let like me your father. Um, yeah. So Whole Foods, um, Holland and Barrett, but I still keep that one a bit quiet because it's just online. But well, we're in talks. That's a big move, though. Is um, are you in talks with who? I'm not telling you. Because I haven't signed the paperwork, so I can't say anything. This is real talk, real walk, man. I know, but this you is going to. public. <laughs> this is going on the internet, so the internet. I hear the that. internet. Yeah. What? 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 Are oh, the wait, stores? Oh, 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 is there anything? Else? Anyone else? Um, oh yeah, sorry. Mm, in terms of big retailers, no. Oh, okay. But we are approaching the big, re- bigger retailers. Yeah. We're coming for the next of the American brands. So. You're approaching. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, like, what? What store? Would you like to my see my ideal store would be Boots? Okay, 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Yeah, I saw the boots thing the other day. Like they've got some some black. Was it black hair? hair yeah, they've got black. Yeah, they do. I legit looked for your product. Oh really? I was such a dweeb. I actually looked for it. I Why saw. Not? Did you see that tweet where someone was like, well, "What's wrong with it?" Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I saw. Yeah. I saw and the I was just like, um, nothing apart from the fact that our products aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw that. I saw Cantu. I saw some others. Yeah. I don't really know them. Cantu is the only one I knew. Yeah. But I thought, this is good, man. Like, they're actually giving yeah. us a section. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because they know that it makes money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah see, for real, for real. It, it's all yeah. about what, what's, what makes money. <laughs> yeah, and if you, if you ignore the needs of black women, you are actually closing a massive revenue stream. Mm. Because black women are very loyal. Think about, like, Fenty Beauty. When that came out, every, every influencer was screaming mm. because she created 40 shades and most of the shades were for darker women. Mm. Like, no brand has ever released a new makeup brand and had 40 shades so on day one. So it's not Fenty. Wow. Yeah, because she... screamed Fenty because it's Rihanna. So no. they, you actually like the product. Yeah, the, the she product was a game is changer, actually bro. good. So yeah. if if Susie from Colchester made the same thing, you lot would still like. like if it. she came out with forty shades and most of them were for black women, yeah. Oh, that's sick, man. Yeah, because they are. Oh, like Mac, Mac, Mac is Mac was one of well, I guess Fashion Fair. To be fair, that's what my mom used. I don't know where they are now, but Fashion Fair was one of the first brands to make product for black women, and that was what they were loyal to because that was all they oh. we had. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, that's good to know, man. Yeah, so it's not because it's Rihanna. It's because like, she she's thinking about the customer. Catered to the customer. Yeah. That's it. Do you have any influencers or celebrities using your products? We do have influencers using our products. So mm-hmm. one of the influencers was Mel's Wardrobe. Um, she... Name yeah, she, doesn't she do Stormzy's... Um, yeah, she styled Stormzy with Stormzy, the... Yeah. You know, in Glastonbury. Yeah. She was the one who styled yeah, him. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah. So she used our product, but she actually bought it with her own money. Okay. Um, and should. used it her, yeah. <laughs> uh, she bought it with okay. her own money and then she did like a whole Instagram story thing about how she looks after her hair mm-hmm. but she normally wears like weaves and wigs but she looks mm-hmm. after her natural hair underneath and after she mentioned our product like the next day the website like you could just see new people <laughs> buying the products mm-hmm. that she was That's mentioning good. apparently like she's really good at that like she she's... does it for other big brands and like yeah. people are literally just, my, she some of black, my friends black. she's black, oh, black. She's black. Yeah. She, some of my friends were screenshotting it and sending it to me but like you know Mel's Wardrobe's mentioned your product you know people really take her recommendations seriously mm-hmm. and I was like yeah I know and she bought them and mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing that she actually used her money that's to support buy it and mention it that's good because we would I know people who've paid her grands yeah. for like five Instagram stories yeah, oh, wow. yeah. and she deserves that money because she's been blogging for years yeah. when people didn't know who she was and she was blogging before Instagram mm-hmm. she's been an influencer mm-hmm. so. that's dope though that's good you know that's really that, good. she followed mm-hmm. Jackie Aina I know Jackie Aina but Jackie Aina is mostly makeup though it doesn't I don't give a fly monkeys what she does <laughs> <laughs> don't take your products that's it's what true, she gonna do it's true and uh, Patricia Bright Patricia, Patricia Bright and uh, Nella Rose. Rose yeah you know like is Patron. it Mella with yeah. an M or, or Mella man. oh man Nella no, Nella 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 Rose N for November yeah yeah I was going to ask, are you ever going to do stuff for men? Yeah, like, definitely. I need something good listen, for my bed. Like, I I'm get tired. asked <laughs> stuff about, for stuff about men all the time. People get saying, men are ignored, men are ignored. Yeah. We have a scalp oil called Soothe and okay. that oil it works really well as a beard oil. And even okay. though I spray feel, like my husband's always stealing my products. So I just mm-hmm. get, I'm like, the product's finished. I haven't even used it. He uses them every day. The spray, he sprays yeah. in his beard. Okay. And then he puts the oil in his beard as well. Like one of my friends, her husband, he's like, oh my gosh, Joyce, I love the spray for my beard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can 
they're unisex products. There's nothing feminine inherently about the product. We just market Afro to women. Afro hair is Afro hair. Yeah, exactly. Because like for some of my wife's products or some of the stuff that she uses for her daughter, like me, I'll just go and just and just I'm like, yeah, it. my and people bro, like, bro. bro, like it's shining, it's soft. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like I, a lot of the beard products that I use are generally for white men. Oh, really? So it doesn't really. Have the same effect. Yeah, so mm. I, more of the time I'm using like my wife's products mm. like for for black women's or black yeah. women's hair like yeah. or you know some friends who are like they don't maybe not necessarily businesses but they're like oh shea butter and something and I mixed yeah, it together yeah, and I yeah. gave it to you but yeah, yeah. yeah mm. I, you know what I'm gonna I'm go, I'm gonna buy it at full price. Yeah, <laughs> thing, thank bro. you. You know. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. man. Do all of that. Right, oh, man. You got a scripture for us, bro? Whilst, um, it, whilst you're looking, I'll still yeah. small. Joyce, it's been amazing to have you. No, Thank you for amazing. having me. Thank it's you. definitely been a, a fruitful conversation. It's definitely mm-hmm. been a great chat. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really get to talk to people like you every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. You know, don't really know anyone that just gets 450k a year. I don't <laughs> get. I don't just get full. I don't get that every year. But you know. <laughs> well, no, it's definitely it's very insightful, man. Especially for like any sort of other business individuals, any other Christians that are in business, it definitely is, it is a good thing to obviously hear that. Mm-hmm. And I think even from like listeners, I think they're probably going to be shocked and surprised that the stuff that's actually out there, like it is achievable and it is possible mm. for Christians to do the things that you've done. Mm-hmm. You serve the same God, so if you could do it for you, you can do it for other people as well, mm-hmm. which is definitely good. Words. Um, like business aside, everything aside, how are you, man? How are you? How is Jocelyn like? I'm tired. Mentally, emotionally. <laughs> I feel like 2020 sprung up on me mm. and I feel like I just need like on Saturday I'm actually having my own away day oh, to that's plan good. that's good to away day with your husband no me <laughs> myself so and I I'm having my own yeah away my day. own away <laughs> day because I want to I, I want to be able to implement some habits mm. into okay. my life but I want to plan them that's good what's so, the way they look like is that at home you're going away no no no, no I'm going away I want to oh. go to the spa to Dubai no, Dubai, Manchester. <laughs> no, I want to go away to the spa or somewhere relaxing, so I can just take my journal, take my Bible, um, and just like plan. But I think it's so funny because I'm generally an extroverted person, but the last year has made me introverted. I really mm. just like being at home and not talking to people. I really like silence, mm. but I love mornings when no one's there and there's no noise oh, wow. because when I go to work there's a lot of noise and it's not even like people are asking me questions or it's just noisy like I just feel like emails are noisy and mm-hmm. like requests are just running a business there's a lot of moving parts which mm. I call noise so yeah I really I think I need to very much take care of my mental space in that like not get overworked not get burnt out um, and just rest mm. yeah that's good that is really really good how are you guys that. Out here. <laughs> in the fields. Well, yeah. hold on. How do you even do ministry, work full time, run a business, have a family? Like, what business? What? How? You know what I need to tell you? By the grace of God. So <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nah, nah, literally, it's that's a yeah. Um, I have an amazing wife who is very good with admin. Mm. So, literally, I, I'm very much an ideas person. Um, and once I I have my eye on something. I'll I'll do whatever I have to do. Sometimes even if it... Sometimes the unhealthy part is that when you break out of a discipline and you just do whatever you have to do in a moment to make mm-hmm. sure you get the... Which is not good. And like towards the end of last year, 
like I was ill for a very long period, mm. twice. Mm. So it like there are times when you need rest. Yeah. But I, I'm thankful that I've got a wife who's very good with operations admin. She's got her own business thing going on as well. But at the same time, got a great team at church who are mm. able to help and support um, prayer and just, yeah, just, and good friends as well. Mm. Because I, I believe in just, like you said, like, just sometimes you, like when you were talking about the church situation and yeah, Bible study is great, but just community is good. Yeah. And I feel like community, I thrive off community. Yeah. Like I, Like I said, I love laughing. And just being around people who can make me laugh, we just have good conversation, maybe about life or what's trending or what's whatever or our future aspirations. It just gets me, it takes my mind off having to worry about church or having to worry about business or things that are happening at home. Do you understand? So mm. yeah, like it's it's it yeah, the cliche thing is that it's by grace, and it's true, it is by grace, but mm. on a practical level, there are certain things that I do, but post towards the back end of last year I, I learned that yeah rest is key God showed us that in the beginning as well by resting so I think rest has to be an intentional part of our life mm-hmm. especially when you're like when you when you're involved in so many things that are and I'm not talking about things that you purposely place on yourself things that are God ordained mm. you kind of have to yeah you have to kind of receive the strength but then be practical about the simple day-to-day things yeah. and I say to people the best day of my day honestly is going home to see my wife and my daughter that's oh, the best that's part nice. of, that's the best part of my day um, because everything else is noise yeah. everything else is noise you know church is amazing business amazing but yeah I love family so mm, that's amazing yeah mm. that's it scripture bro scripture Colossians 3.23 whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Like literally work and work intentionally. Don't just work to to break your back off, but work intentionally Mm. and do it with excellence. Do it Mm. because you're doing it to God and not to, you think you're doing it for your boss, Mm. but ultimately you're doing it for God Mm. and you represent God wherever you are, whatever space you are. So yeah. That's it. It's been a good episode though. I really like this episode, man. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. You definitely do appreciate it for sure, man. I'm going to say on air right now. Hmm? We still got your sponsorships, right? For the <laughs> what do you mean? For yeah. the live show. Yeah, before you try to switch up oh, on yeah, us. Yeah, I'll yeah, say, yeah, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got, yeah, rece- yeah. I got receipts. I guarantee one, one of my weaknesses is my bad memory. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Uh, scare me. Please, please, no I got receipts. Hold on, does that mean I get a free ticket? Yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? Okay, know. cool, cool. Where is it? No, free for me in Paris. My husband. Oh man. Mm. Oh man. Actually, no, no, I'll pay for one ticket at least so, so I can support. No, no, look, it's your husband. Why not, man? E man? Split decision, innit? Yeah. 50 yeah, 50, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, the, two are, the two are one. So. Oh, no, it's March, yeah. isn't it? March. Yeah, March 1st. 1st. Oh, I can't believe it. I mean. Well, uh, well guys, we. Yeah, but gonna... I'll, still, I'll still send a sponsorship. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. What are you uh, sending us? Uh, What do you want? I got a list for you, homie. Okay, yeah, send me the, you need to send it to me before I go away. I'm going away on the 19th of February, so I need to get it to you before that. All right, cool. Well, you're local anyway, so... Wait, wait, is this all in your house or in the office? No, it's in the office. Where's your office? Well, at the, uh, we're in Southwark now by oh, the man. tube station, but we're moving towards Green. 
With green. green. It, mm. uh, it, fact, yeah, bro, that's a double No, but I'll post it to you. <laughs> no, no, we're just thinking the hood, like, but anyway. Yeah, we, hood? We, oh, yeah. yeah you would you be might need bit. to, you know, like. Um, you yeah. be shots that there's a lot of businesses based in Wood Green. Yeah, it's like a little business get, park. They'll probably get closed down. The drill utes, they're on Wood Green. They're on <laughs> the wood, ah, the wood Green beef for Tottenham. Them really? I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Don't go with Green, bro. Who is it that went prison um, recently? Banks, you went in um, prison. For... <laughs> <laughs> no niggas. Um, no case. Heady one. No, it wasn't Heady one. He's involved, though, but there was a Heady one. Someone got is caught it? with a with a machete. I watched on YouTube. In, in Wood Green? Yeah, Wood Green. Because oh, he, he killed someone. Green. Yeah, one of the, he killed one of the jewel artists or something like that. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's mad. From the jewel beef is oh, a madness, guys, you guys bro. are yeah. scaring me. I have to go to Wood Green every day soon. Stop. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, man. You know, just, you know, just, you know, just, you know, pray. And, um... Banks said, man's not snitching on yes. the ends. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Well, Joseph. you've got to follow us. You've yeah, got yeah, to. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I'm like, there's no way Joseph. this is closing without me doing the social media shout Do you know, what, do you know what I forgot? You're so big, yeah? Like, people already know like, where no, you are. No, but you don't what? know. I think most of your followers might not know. Anywho, yeah, you on. can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Afrocentrics, A-F-R-O-C-E-N-C-H-I-X. And visit our website, www.afrocentrics.com. Oh, yeah, and YouTube. We started making more content there. Wow. So, yeah. You might see one of our ads on YouTube as well. Oh, wow, wow, amazing. It's been a great time, Jay. Appreciate yeah. you for coming. Thank, Thank you. you.